What is up, Mingo Nation, Flock, and friends? Welcome back to Talking Flock, our special preseason roundtable. Uh, we are uh, we're changing things up a little bit. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, this is your co-host Rob Chapel uh, of Madison Three Sixty Five, and I am just thrilled to be back talking about Mingo Soccer again. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, go give us a rating, give us a review. Share with all your friends. We want as many people as possible. We got five thousand people in the fans are in the in the stands every night. Uh, we'd love all of them to download and listen to the podcast and and, and be up on everything and, and be as obsessed as with all the stuff as we are. So please uh, help us get more. I, I, I don't know, man. I, do we really want them to be as obsessed as we are with this? Maybe, maybe just approach the level of, of obsession. I mean, do they do, do we really yeah. do they want this level of pain and anguish that we have to deal with? You know, um, yes, we want we want them all to wallow in our pain. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're hearing from Grant Peters. Grant, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, um, I'm Grant Peters. I'm uh, here. I'm uh, one of the uh, one of the members of New Dogma Zine. And uh, come, Rob asked us to come on in, and uh, it's always good to come on in. We've had Rob on our show as well. Yep, was good. Yep, so. It's, 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 so Synergy, synergy. Yeah, syner- uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, synergy. Yeah, synergy. Let's, let's let's keep going around the table, Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly Ferguson. I am the current 2023 Flock president. Fantastic, Andrew. You are next uh, in in my uh, on my screen. You're next to the right. So nice, uh, Andrew. Uh, for also uh, from New Dogma, I'm the chief janitor there. Um, Keeping the place clean. Yep. yep. Someone's got to. Yep. Sweeps up after our mess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle, uh, contributing member to New Dogma and co-founder of Fences of Lingos. Fantastic. And the, all those voices you just heard, you are going to be um, sort of rotating co-hosts. You remember uh, last year, the last couple of years, uh, Jeremy Rushing and I have been co-hosting this podcast. Uh, he is the chief whatever uh, officer <laughs> of... Um, Soda Soccer, which is ramping up. They, they're covering all things Minnesota soccer. Uh, this uh, podcast was born out of the, the early sort of partnership, affiliation, friendship between Minnesota United and Ford Madison. Um, but they, they, they've ramped up. They're doing a lot more coverage of all levels of soccer in Minnesota and northeast, northwestern Wisconsin. Um, and they're putting out a daily newsletter and doing a lot of stuff that's really exciting. So he's handing off the reins of this podcast to me and to this group of, of uh, dedicated uh, creators, talkers, podcasters, fans, because uh, uh, several of you, 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 you were all co-hosted at some point last year. And, mm-hmm. um, and Jeremy was just kind of like, you guys should be doing this. Like the, those were, <laughs> those are all great. So, <laughs> so we're going to have at least one of these folks with me every week as we go through the season, starting uh, right after that first game. Uh, well, I think we're going to do one episode, like kind of another preseason episode after the friendly on March 11th. And then we'll be jumping right in after the March 26th that first away game at Omaha, but let's just check in with everybody. We, 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 um, Andrew and Grant and I had a nice chance to talk with the, at the last new dog audio situation, but Kyle, Kelly, how, how have things been going for your off season? It's been kind of boring. Not going to lie. It's been quiet as well. <laughs> just kind of sitting here like, all right, just waiting for the days for it to get closer. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the season starts like a month. Oh, no, I, no, I was no, not mentally prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, it does about, sneak up on you. Yeah, how about you, Kelly? How, how's your off season been? Um, good. It's 
you know, my busier time of year at work, I'm a teacher. So my sure. career fits in really well because the anxiety of my job transitions nicely into the anxiety of the soccer season. When it gets <laughs> and, and you've been doing a lot of curling. I have. Yeah. We had a great curling event uh, with the flock members and uh, some players from the team. And it was a whole lot of fun. So we're already kind of thinking we're going to do that next year. Fantastic. Fantastic. When, when, I, when I was, I remember going to Poinette High School as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Poinette High School had a very, very good curling team, apparently, back in the 80s and 90s. And they had all their banners hanging in the gym, you know, it's like state champion curling. State, but, you know, maybe they were one of only like three teams in the state. I don't know. I was going to say they had state competition in high school for curling. In, in, yeah. And, and, hey, but, hey, and we were warming up. It doesn't matter how many teams we were playing. They were the champs. They were the champs. They were the, it the doesn't one, surprise yeah. me, but it also surprises me. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, but one, of, one of our, we were like warming up uh, before, the, before this wrestling match, and one of our wrestlers went to one of the Poinette wrestlers and said, what is curling? And the other wrestler from Poinette <laughs> said, that's how nerds get letters. <laughs> so. I, I can't even object to that. Cause, you know. actually accurate assessment <laughs> all right be, so yeah. talk about we, we, we have good early. good uh good off seasons if 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 a little boring and waiting for this but uh but there was a lot of news in the off season um uh, we've okay. got a couple new uh soccer teams to follow here in wisconsin um milwaukee bavarians are going to be fielding a team in usl2 uh, as well as the w league uh, and then there's a new club. I don't know. Is this a new club or is this a, a, a an evolution of an existing club in Racine, Kenosha? I'm not sure. But uh, RKC uh, is going to field the team in USL2 as well as W League. They're, they're asking for community help in creating a name. I feel like RKCFC or RKCSC is kind of badass anyway. I, I think that's mm-hmm. fine the way it is. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Are, you, are we excited about more sort of high-level amateur soccer in Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like what Racine Kenosha is famous for. Um, it's for famous for be- being between Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like like what Kelly said, Kringle. Uh, let's see, Kringle. I think absolutely. The, I think the uh, I think the jockey underwear factory is there. Mm. Uh, it's so. Um, uh, I was gonna say I got nothing. I mean, it's close to like geneva if that could be a pro or a con depending on how you view it yeah okay uh it, it well i was i was thinking you know, this is jesse marsh is out of is out of work right now uh he's from racine wisconsin uh this is his chance to return to his hometown and and manage right at the top of us only too <laughs> I mean, and that's just the progression that you want for your career yeah. is to go from the Premier, from League. Premier League manager yep. to USL League 2 manager. You I mean, your way back to the top, Grant. Yes. Yeah. He's got to start over. After, after what happened with Leeds, he has to start over, build, rebuild. I don't know. I, I feel like right now this Leeds not doing well is actually helping him because he's like, what do you want me to do with this team? It, it's right. clearly not. It, no one's going to save it. Well, that's true. They haven't. It's like, a Watt, it's like being a Watford manager. You just, it's eventually going to be a passage of time. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, around USL League One, uh, we have two new clubs, obviously. We lost one. We lost Tucson. We talked about that. Uh, one Knox in Lexington um, joining the league, which uh, they're, they're 
they've both put together pretty credible looking rosters. Yep. And we got to know um, a couple years ago, we went um, on the eruption tour and we got to know some of the folks that were involved with Knoxville uh, mm-hmm. when they were just getting ready to start their, their club um, for USL two. Yeah. Um, good group of folks, um, you know, uh, good soccer minds down there and just, it Knoxville is, is just a cool place too. Um, it is. It's a so, nice city. so yeah. So I think it's going to be, it'll, it'll be a really good, um, good fit for what USL one's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy they're going to be joining. I think it'll be a good, it'll be a good addition to the league. It's a, yeah. it's a college town. It, yep. it, feels, it feels a bit Madison ish, right? It's, it's, a, yeah. Oh, very much so. Division one um, football town. Yep, very much so. Yeah, and I, I assume a year from now, they'll have fans complaining about Jake Keegan not scoring for them too. So we'll have yep. that in common. <laughs> good deal. He'll get his cardio. Yeah, it's good. good. <laughs> no, I think it'll be interesting though with Knoxville because they've definitely went with more the experienced USL League One players and who they brought mm-hmm. in. Definitely yep. has been pretty noteworthy. And you look at Lexington, it's like they're kind of more banking on youth. So how they yep. both approach it is. Interesting. I think it'll. I think it works for each set of fans because Lexington definitely wants to be more community oriented and like mm-hmm. build players from the ground up. While Knoxville, I'm sure, would love to do that, but also we're not effing around. We're going to try and win. So yep, yep. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be good for the league to have both of them in. I, I think yep. you're right. The the, 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 the geography still is a little bit wonky. That it's is really really stacked think- on the east coast, right? So the the California teams are and with. Sacramento or with um, Santa Barbara joining next year, um, it's it's just it, that'll help a little bit having a third team in California. But um, but you know, it's a, it's that's where we have airplanes, I guess. Um, a couple a couple roster uh, Tormenta remains largely intact. They brought back a, a real the bulk of their team that won the championship last year, so that's going to be formidable. They added a couple of pieces. They added Mateus Cassini, for example. Um, well, at the same time, Chattanooga and Fuego both were hemorrhaging players a bit. I, I don't know if that is what that's if that's reflective of the rumored toxic environments there that guys just wanted to, to leave or, or what. But um, but they've uh, substantially rebuilt, as has Madison. Yeah. Although we rebuilt for different reasons, it, it, it seems like. But um, any any thoughts on on the rest of the before we dig into the Madison roster? Uh, on any of the any of the teams that that uh, the the roster builds that we've seen in the off season, um, any thoughts, surprises? Who looks scary? I was surprised um, to see Cassini back in the league. Because mm-hmm. seeing Cassini with Tormenta, yeah, yeah, like I thought he <laughs> left the country, or that was his plan. I think one of the rosters that I've been I've been interested to see uh, their build, and I think. They've actually been generating some buzz, you know, amongst them um, is North Carolina. Mm. Um, I think for them, keeping Garrett McLaughlin was a, already a big coup yeah. uh, because, you know, he had he's had he's been if you look at his production levels over the, la- the course of the last you know three years, um, his numbers have continually been going up as every year. And yeah. so he definitely is a player on the rise and had some buzz. So just keeping him, I think was a, a huge move for them. 
and then adding some pieces as well, um, including, you know, getting someone like, you know, Mikey Maldonado, um, I think is evident that they're not just going to be fielding a team just to field a team mm-hmm. and be happy to be you know, at the bottom of the, of the league. They're actually, they're going to be, uh, be going for it a little bit here. So, um, which is good because I think that that's, you know, that, that, you know, we've discussed that that area of the country down in North Carolina has got a lot of soccer things happening right now. So yeah. I think it's, it's good to, you know, to, to have their squad um, be moving as well. So, yeah. yeah, I would say the team that stood out to me and that for the best reasons is Noko. It feels like that is a team that is um, – if I was a fan, I would be very worried, not just from the roster building. And it seemed promising at first. You know, they kept Cornwall. They kept Para. And you're thinking, all right, that's good. And then they brought back Arthur Rogers. So it's like, all right, you brought back your three best players. But the rest of the roster seems still kind of lacking. And then you still don't know what's going on at the stadium as well. It's kind of a – it's kind of dicey. And fans are definitely – getting impatient or growing not necessarily hostile but it's they're definitely the mood is souring the mood is souring um i think they want their team to do well but they also don't know where the whole stadium is going to be and what is going to be done so i would say no go but for the wrong reasons yeah and i think that some of the things you brought up cut too kyle i mean those gripes fans are having are are worthwhile i mean i think it's you know we saw that Someone did a post, I think it was on Reddit or somewhere, where um, no-co tickets are currently the most in the league right now. 354. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about it and you don't even have like a consistent place or know where you're going to be playing your games and you're the most expensive, you know, ticket in the league. um, Yeah, I think I'd be frustrated as a fan too. (laughs) And so... Yeah, I feel like they're putting a lot of effort into trying to not appear like the mess that they probably actually have. For sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's talk through. We've got fifteen players announced. Um, let's let's talk through them. Uh, we've starting at the back. Burned Shipman is our goalie. I don't. We don't know if there's an. Sounds like there may be another goalie who's either signed or close to being signed. So we're not sure that Shipman is going to be our number one, but the way they announced it, it seems like that's the plan right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got international experience with the Philippines. He's got first uh, top flight experience in Sweden. He's got, he's, he's, he's German. Um, and uh, <clears throat> seems, uh, he looks the part. He's, you know, bigger guy, taller than Orozarena was. Um and uh, the name just lends itself to punts, you know. Feel the burned. Uh, every every time he makes a big save, we're we're gonna start talking about burned notice or something. I don't know. <laughs> but what do you think? When we when we when we were together for New Dogma, um, we hadn't we didn't have a goalie yet, and we were all kind of uh, almost as yeah. panicking. So how do we feel that? Do we feel yeah. like something has alleviated those <laughs> DefCon four feel? I think we were saying that we were at like DefCon. Two uh-huh. or, or you know, and then, then I think the next day they announced him. So that, yeah. that's that's yeah. always, always, that's always yeah. great. I mean, do, 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 you, do you feel okay about the signing? I I, I do yeah. about this guy. I never heard of him. So yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing that um, I like about the signing the most is the staff really likes really likes him. Um, yeah, our staff is compiled of a bunch of ex keepers. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
And when a bunch of ex-keepers are kind of, are kind of all in, in unison about, you know, yeah. that they like a guy, that's usually a good sign. Um, so they, uh, they seem, they're, they're really positive about him. Um, I think the thing that stuck out for me was that, you know, Matt said he's, he's, he's a very calm guy. Uh, he's got a very calm demeanor. Um, and I think as a key, as you know, when I think about what I want for a keep, I want my keep to eat, to, to have kind of that, that, the calm, cool exterior where, you know, cause that's the person where there's usually that's where the most chaos is in the field. Right. Um, so you want that person to kind of have, have a very nice level head about them to kind of keep it, keep everybody, you know, uh, on, on the level. So, yeah. yeah like so got it all under control. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, cause I think that that's where it, it starts from the, from there and kind of moves, moves up. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's, and like we said, didn't as Rob was alluding to, I'm just happy we have somebody. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a goalkeeper exists. That's a yeah, right I mean, we we signed one. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little worried because it seemed to be taking forever. But if there is a technical staff in this league that is qualified to scout a goalkeeper, it's going to be ours. And be ours, yeah. Three fourths of them played that position. Yep. So um, I have a lot of faith in in their choice and in their wisdom in picking him. But I don't know anything about him. Yep. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to know him pretty quickly, I think, uh, over the next couple of months. I was gonna say, if I don't have to know what he's doing, I'm okay with that because that means <laughs> the defense is doing what they need to. He's making the routine saves and doing yep. everything he needs to, and I don't have to worry about it. Right. That's a good way to think about it, Kyle. But speaking of the defense in front of him, the names we have right now are our old friend Mitch Osmond, who you assume would have the captain's armband still, I would think. Uh, and then Sam Brotherton, Stephen Payne, Timmy Mail, and Jacob Krull, all signed. Um, those are all USL League One guys who we've seen, right? Yep. Um, what do we think? Does it seem like a good, a good core to start from the back? I'm pretty excited with this back line. Uh, yeah. Whether... Matt wants to go with three center backs in the back or back four. They have that flexibility. Um, you have Stephen Payne who yeah. can pretty much play anywhere on the right-hand side. You got Kroll who can play more of a center back, but also, as you showed in Tucson and Omaha, he can play out wide. Um, having Mitch back is huge. I think that's going to be one that's of the huge, biggest yeah. returning players to have. And Timmy Mel's not – like, it's just – there's a lot of quality in all of these guys. So I think that was one of the best things is – you feel comfortable with all of these defenders and that they're going to be able to do the job. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Sam Brotherton to come here. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah. I was going to say, I know that they, you know, felt a little bit stuck last year wanting to change up the, the lineup and just not really having the right guys to have that flexibility Yeah. in, you know, do we do a back three, back four, whatever. Um, and I think this year they went into it looking specifically at yep. that versatility among the players. Um, you know, they're they're all pretty tall. I think Stephen Payne, I think, is the shortest at like five ten. Um, mm-hmm. So they're they're physically going to be a presence on the field. And if they're as as versatile as I'm assuming they're going to be, I think it's going to be real good for us. Yeah, that that size is a theme we'll we'll continue to see going going as we go forward. 
Um, we've they've only got three guys listed as midfielders on the website right now. Although I think some of their guys they have as forwards are really midfielders. But in the midfield, what they have are uh, Wheels, Andrew Wheeler, Amanu, Eric Connerty, uh, and Aiden Macias, uh, who is uh, Aiden Macias is one of the three um, Eng- academy products from England from English Premier League yeah. academies, uh, which is fantastic. Um, I, I'm I was just very very excited to have Wheels back. Uh, in yeah. the midfield, uh, that that presence yeah. at the number six, I think, is is just going to be massive. Um, he he showed the, the the mastery that he can have at that position last year, and the importance that he plays in that um, sort of you know holding midfielder role. Um, what about the other two guys? Any any thoughts on um, Macias or Connerty? I mean, I, I'm excited about Macias having played both uh, in in Germany as well as is coming up in England and playing at QPR's academy, who is very very yeah. well known for mm-hmm. um, producing very good midfield passers. Um, I'm excited to see uh, somebody with his sort of stature and history in the game uh, and international experience too, uh, coming in and, and kind of playing probably more of that distributor type of role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Connor T looks pretty interesting just because, you know, this is probably one of the young players that you get from a, straight from college. You know, that hasn't really been a profile that Ford Madison has brought in. So to kind of see what he could bring and maybe he could do a little bit of what Alan Torres did, just spring passes, kind of putting in the long bag the ball. I, I think that's going to be, to me, he was like one of the top assist guys at Western Michigan and in the country. So mm-hmm. if he could kind of bring that kind of dangerous ball for the attackers, uh, it'd be cool to see if he could do that. And again, he's not like a slouch either. So we'll no. be proved, uh, I'm excited for him. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what, I mean, obviously their preseason games are mostly closed door, but see how they look, you know, playing the game here with this team um, with, you know, two of the three midfielders having not played in this league or, um, you know, one in the country, one at, you know, outside of college, um, see how they adjust to just a different style of play. And if they're able to do that well, I think they look real confident. Well, they will be trying to provide some service for these uh, core forwards. That looks pretty dangerous as well. Um, the, the guys, the five guys they have listed at forward, are Nazim Bartman, who is another one I'm, I was very, very happy to see back. Derek Gebhardt, who I think will be the longest tenured Mingo now with the departure of Eric Leonard. He's the only guy left from 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another uh, two two more uh, England Academy of products, Francis Janot Baptiste and Jaden Onan. And then uh, big tall guy, Moro Tichero, um, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", something like that, forward. Uh, and and the, the maybe the 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 one big splashy name that got signed over the course of the, uh, from that league one day one was Christian Chaney, who uh, had 10 goals for Fuego last year. Uh, uh, I'll be interested to talk with him. Uh, we'll have him on the show at some point, um, but he's, he's lived his whole life in Fresno. He, he played a little bit overseas uh, for a bit, but he's, he goes way back from Fresno. Like he's been part of the various iterations of Fresno and Fuego since mm-hmm. um, you know 10 years, probably. Uh, so to, woo, to to lure him away, I don't know what the, what exactly they uh, they promised him, but um, but he's uh, he seems if you if you believe him on Twitter, he seems really really chomping at the bit to get going here in Madison. So um, what do we think? Who of those five, who's going to have the most goals? I think Christian Channing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, 
they they signed him to be to be the you know the guy up front. Um, I think you know Mitch was alluding to it when he was on or when he was on our New Dogma a while back. He wants fifteen, and he wants fifteen goals out of Christian Cheney this year. And I think um, that's kind of where Christian. I think that's where Christian's at too. I think that's what he wants. Um, and considering that the most goals we've ever had in a season is, is eight. Um, I would love to have a guy score 15 goals for us. You know, um, that is, one yeah. guy in the goals and boot race. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I'd take 10 to be honest. I mean, 10 would be great. Let's get the first time. Yeah. Um, but I think what you were alluding to as well, Rob, um, the fact that he is somebody who was born and raised in Fresno, um, you know, went, played for, the, you know, that team out in Fresno a couple of times. And, you know, to get to a point to where it's like you take a guy who's born and raised, you know, in, in a place and, you know, move out, you know, compl- a completely different, you know, change in, in climate and, uh, you know, and environment is, you know, um, it, it's interesting, you know, so I'm excited to see him. But I think, you know, um, another the other guy I'm excited to see too is Jaden Um just because of the pedigree with him, you know, coming from uh, the Hayland Academy um, in Arsenal, and um, you know, working his way here. I'm just interested to see, like, you know, what you know, what is he going to have kind of a Kaziah Sterling type impact, um, mm-hmm. which obviously worked very well for Tormenta last year, so. Yeah. I'm excited for Nazim to come back. I think had he yeah. been able to stay healthy, he could have gotten to the 10 yeah. goals, in my honest opinion. So to see him come back, I think he's going to have that chance. And obviously with um, – wow, why am I drawing a blank about religious holidays? going to throw me off. But Ramadan? Yes. Ramadan yeah, so, earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, and that – I mean, I think now that everyone's kind of got an idea of how that – can be set up and I'm sure the coaching staff is going to have a better, have a better plan for that. Um, I think he's going to be someone that he could, he can also get 10 goals. I wouldn't be surprised. He had five yeah. last year and again, mm-hmm. he had a start stops kind of season. So I'm, and he can kind of play anywhere on the forward line. He could be out on the wide, he can play central, he can play right. He can play as a second striker. So it'll be good. Just, just so folks, let's do the the NPR explanatory comma. The reason Ramadan is important is that Nazim uh, Bartman uh, observes Ramadan, which means fasting from sunrise to sunset, right? Which which affects your training, which which includes yeah. water, right? Which affects your training, it affects your energy levels. Yeah. Both he and Abdul Bakijam were affected by that last year. That the club was obviously very accommodating, but it did affect them. Um, Ramadan is a little bit earlier this year. It's it's uh, in the, the begins in. I want to say March 23rd or so. Yep. Uh, it'll affect him in the first month or so of the season. Um, but like, but you know, that'll give him a chance to, to really ramp up. I hope. Um, yep. What about the, what about, what about you, Kelly? Who are you thinking up front? What, who do you like? Um, I know that, you know, I think I heard from coach or someone that, that Derek Gebhard is, is coming in really wanting to prove something. Didn't feel like he did. Um, what he wanted to do last year. So I know he's coming in hungry. Um, I like Sichero uh, because on his little interviews that they posted, said he wanted to make our home field a fortress, mm-hmm. which I just thought that shows a much more 
you know, team oriented perspective yeah. in that he wasn't talking about, we're going to score the goals. That's almost kind of a defensive you know, thing. It's a fortress. Um, I am crossing my fingers for Christian Cheney that he turns out to be the big scorer that we brought him in to be. Um, that hasn't always happened when we brought in players that we're expecting to be the big scorers. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got Are you to referring to a guy that, that looks like Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, so I've got my fingers crossed that this does pan out for us and, um, you know, he brings it and obviously, um, like everyone said, I think, honestly, I think we have a really solid front line compared to perhaps some of how we've gotten started before. So, yeah, I think I like what Kelly brought up too about, uh, about Derek, um, cause you know, you mentioned earlier, Rob, that he's now going to be, you know, one of the longest tenured you know, flamingos we've had for, you know, and, you know, Derek's done this. He's, you know, he's kind of like the, that, that, you know, um, that assassin that just kind of shows up and does the work and then, you know, goes away, you don't really hear too much from him or about him. That's just kind of who he is. Um, he's kind of, I'm assuming, you know, kind of a quiet dude. Um, you know, we've gotten a chance to get to know him a little bit. He's very, very laid back, very calm. Um, but I think that that's a good presence you want in the locker room too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you consider that so much about this sport, um, and it's so much about what minor league sports is, is you, you're turning over your roster every year and, you know, for whatever the reason might be, whether it's, you know, guys move on or whether, you know, they're going to d- different clubs or they're moving up levels or whatever it might be to have somebody who's been here for, you know, see, you know, numerous seasons and kind of knows the process and kind of knows how, how things work here. I think that's good when you're bringing in new players to have someone that's been here and done that for, um, for a while and kind of, you know, and so he'll, he'll be a, a guy in the locker room that a lot of play, players are looking at and looking up to, and he can kind of lead by example, which I think is, you know, knowing Derek was kind of, how he wants to do things anyways um you know kind of his his modem operandi is he likes to kind of just go to work and hope you know people will follow suit so yeah yeah uh, grant, grant you mentioned that that roster turnover a lot in, in the lower levels uh in most sports um but not quite to the level that Madison did this year uh you know we're, we're kind of yeah blowing it up and starting over do I mean, we, we've kind of hashed this over already a couple of times, but given the way it's shaked out, it's it's come together. Do we still feel like that was the right idea? Was that? Uh, I mean, the, the the risk obviously is that you could approach it like okay, there were a couple of things we did well last year, and then we know we can identify a few things we need to improve. But when you start over, like you might actually accidentally regress in some of the things you did well last year, you know. So, do, but looking at the guys we have now, do we still do we feel like? the club made the right call um, in, in basically starting over. What do you think, Andrew? I mean, I, th- I think so. One of the guys that we, we didn't really mention in the, the players that we were excited for is uh, Francis, Geno Baptiste. Like yeah. this guy played in, in Sweden's first division and had goals there. Like mm-hmm. yeah. th- this is a guy that like probably was playing for an amateur side last year in England, just to keep, like just to keep his fitness up even up until recently. So like, I feel like we're bringing in talent that 
sort of has been on the fringes or sort of on the periphery of, uh, in a lot of ways, um, hoping that they come good. I, I, I guess in my mind, like building a roster every year is somewhat of a gamble, but it feels like this gamble was a much more educated one than it was last year for Matt. That's, um, yes. yep. I also look too at, you know, the, the other folks that he has on his technical staff, this is going to be their second year in this. So like, mm-hmm. This is like exponential amounts of soccer knowledge going into a new season uh, yeah. from people that have played uh, at, a, at a pretty decently high level and have coached now at a decently high level, uh, every single one of them. Um, mm-hmm. You have a guy like Jim Launder on the, on the staff who won the NCAA title. Like yeah. it, this is a good coaching staff who I feel like got kind of a a little bit of a raw deal last year because they inherited a playing staff that wasn't entirely their own. Sure. Um, I also feel too, like, you know, they know the la- the league landscape a lot better this year. So like, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I trust them at least at this point. I'm hoping that I'm not eating my words later on. I don't think I will be. It feels differently this, this, this off season. It does. Yeah. I think that, that what you're saying, Andrew is exactly right. I think that, the staff. Um, and I think that what, one of the things that we actually brought up on, on this show, Rob, um, at towards the end of the year last year was like, one of the things that needed to change was we don't, we, we shouldn't change the coach, the coaching staff. And right. I think we, we were all in agreement that that was, I think the biggest piece was that the coaching staff had to stay put, um, even if the roster was going to turn over, because I think we all kind of knew, um, that the roster was going to turn over um, just because of from how things went last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were, you know, at point, you know, with you're third in the league, you're playing greats. And then all of a sudden you have a two month stretch at, towards the end of the season where you're terrible. I think, you know, the only game that we won towards the end of the season was that debacle out in, in NOCO where they, they, they decided to go nuts. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, but with, with you know, so, things had to change, I think, in, in terms of Roshway's. But the cool thing was, and exactly what Andrew was talking about, is I think the staff kind of knew what they wanted and kind of like, you know, how um, the league is set up and, you know, with the, the types of players they wanted. It's obvious they wanted tall players because we've got some freaking units on the squad now. <laughs> I mean, so... Um, it's well, Grant, Grant, I also look too at like look at a guy like Sam Brotherton. Who, exactly. Like now, now we know the profile of the guys that they want on this team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jim Launder and Keith T. Meyer, who were part of that coaching staff when Sam was at the UW. So they probably thought about him. Oh, he's out of contract. Let's get him up Sam, here. So Sam was there after Jim. Um, but he was yeah. definitely there when Keith was there. Yeah. And right. But I think that, you know, that that part alone, I think, is a good thing, too, is that, you know, connecting the, the University of Wisconsin with the professional club here, I think, is a good thing to, to do, because as, as we've seen, especially in some of, um, you know, in, in some of the exhibitions that we've had with UW, there's some there's some some good talent at, at that's running through that program with the University of Wisconsin, even now with guys like Jack Finnegan and, you know, and some some others that have come in and really impressed in their time um, at UW and even playing against Ford Madison. Um, so it'll be interesting to see 
is that a connection that we'll it will we'll see more of it going forward is you know guys from uw kind of making their their way into the professional ranks via forward madison so it'd be very cool um the other the other roster note is that the matt has said that they're only going to carry about 20 guys yeah instead of down from the normal sort of like 23 or so when you hear um, his reasoning about it too it sounds it makes sense too yeah 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 he's he's talked about because when he mentioned that we asked you know the reasoning behind it and i think they're you know what their their thoughts behind it are they want more of a cohesive unit and having a smaller squad a lot gives them the chance to you know kind of gel a little bit more um you don't have to worry about so many people and you know so many players you know trying to get time and things like that it's you, you can just kind of work on your units and um really kind of sink in as as a group so in that regard, I mean, if, if, if it works and you know, it allows you to spend a little bit more on a few, on a few players too. Um, yeah. I think that that, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. You, so, you know, Grant what was interesting when we talked with Connor Kalea a couple of weeks ago. Um, he had mentioned uh, on the episode that we did with him, he had mentioned that this is partially too, because it's, it's not fair to a lot of these guys to like pick up their right. contract and have them come here and not play on a regular basis. But it was somewhat telling though, and that he kind of hinted a little bit at like, it, it see, it sows some seeds of discontent in part of, part of the playing staff. And yep. if they're we not playing, knew... they're, yeah, who, if they're not playing, they're about. not happy. Right? right. If they're not playing, they're not happy. And yeah. like, if you get to the point where, you know, you need, more player personnel you can get it any time in the season you know like all the way up until just a month before the playoffs yeah and so that and that was kind of waiting on that too and we and we had kind of um we kind of knew one of the people that he was you know um i will i have to pause here because we, we've now been joined by the amazing sterling on the broadcast uh so I'm waving at Sterling, you know, to those that can't see. But um, I think the person when he was talking about that I thought of right away was Carl, was Carl Schneider. Um, Because Carl Schneider, you know, he's been – he gave a lot to the two forward Madison and just never saw, for whatever reason, just didn't get any time on the pitch. And I think, you know, the – when you have a guy like that, who's just a great guy and who is just a great ambassador for your club and, you know, but he's not getting any time. Um, it's hard. I think it's hard to. Yeah. Connor did also mention too, because of the new CBA rules, right. You gotta pay like a minimum wage for a lot of these guys. And yeah, the minimum wage has gone up. So, and if they're not going to play, it's, it's, kind of a, a waste of money and a lot of usl clubs are not making money as it is right right but that but that, that cohesion is another important piece we were talking about right you know, we, last year we had the talent and we were talking about cohesion and, and getting to know each other and, and playing as a unit and learning each other's but we were talking about that in well into like june and, and that was something that's gonna happen guys and they were like it's, it's yeah. coming it's coming yeah i mean that was something that even at the end of the year 
when we would talk to, we talked to Nazim and we talked to Mitch, that was one of the things that they said right away was never that never happened. You know, that, that was that cohesion and that gelling as a unit. It just never happened as, as, as a club. And it's that, you know, not to leap too far forward here, but, you know, um, I think that that's really, you know, that's a good, that's a great sign in that so far this season, we've seen what appears that this club is already doing things and is already well on the way towards gelling and coming together as a unit. Um, and they've only been at it, um, you know, what, a couple of weeks here. So, yep. you know, to, so, to, and I think that's like, you know, it's like my mom has a phrase, you know, growing up is that, you know, um, nothing gets worse if you pay attention to it. You know, if you, so if you pay attention to something, you know, you're probably going to, it's probably going to get better just because you're paying attention to it. And so I think, you know, if you go into the season knowing like, Hey, this, this part of what we're trying to do here is, and gelling as a unit, building a, a cohesive club, that's important. Uh, we need to focus on this. I think then, then it becomes something that you start to establish right, right away, as opposed to just kind of saying, Oh yeah, well, it'll happen. Well, like you just said, Rob, they said that all season, like, and it never happened. And so, yeah. you know, I think time. making it, putting it at the forefront um, is good. It's yeah. a good change. Yeah. I think it's, it, you know, it'll, it'll reap some good benefits um, towards the end of the season. So. One, one more roster question here from a listener from Twitter user, Benjamin Whitfield, what player who departed will you miss the most? I'll start with you, Kelly. Besides Eric Leonard, because I feel like that's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's like everybody's default is gonna be Eric Leonard. Besides, yeah. Eric, who, who are we gonna miss the most? All right. Besides Eric Leonard, okay. Oh. What do you think, Kelly? Eric Leonard was my answer. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's answer. <laughs> I know. Like that was, that was my guy. Um, I have to think on that for a minute. I think for me, right, right away, just because of what his potential was, is Cassini. Um, I think Cassini, you know, he had flashes last year. Um, and we mentioned, we talked with, with Keith T. Meyer this week on our show. And he actually mentioned this is that there was a couple of stretches last year where Cassini was one of the best players in the league. And, you know, and then he, you know, um, went through, you know, the birth, the birth of his daughter and, you know, you know, that whole process of becoming a new parent and, you know, that's not sleeping and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> um, I think, you know, not, you know, Cassini and it would have been cool to have him here for another year just to see what a focused and um, locked in Mateus Cassini could do. Um, especially if, you know, um, it wasn't so, um, imperative that he was directing all the traffic, so to speak, you know? So if there was more people providing some help, I think, yeah. So that's, that's the one I would choose is Matisse Cassini. I kind of, okay. I actually do have one. I think it's because of what we saw in him. And I think what he is capable of Alan Torres, 
Uh, I think he was someone that kind of came in and you could see what he was able to do right from the get go. Yep. And it was, and he always, and he was someone that would try, he would take risk. He would put in the pass that he needs to. And there's something that I just appreciate about it. You know, it's kind of someone that isn't afraid for how young he was to kind of come in with yeah. a more experienced group and kind of decide, player, okay, man. I'm going to try and do this. And, you know, to have him on loan and, you know, it's someone that just understand. He, he, it seemed like he understood you know, what playing in Madison was like. So I'll say Alan Torres. Better be Andrew. I mean, I, I am on the same page as Grant, but for a different reason, I feel like Cassini gave the fans a lot of moments of magic last year in a Mm -hmm. very dire season, generally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like running, running to the corner flag after scoring a goal and like taking his shirt off and holding it up to the fans and the, in the grandstand it was pretty like you don't see that stuff, especially at this sort of level of play. So like, I don't know, I, I'm going to miss the, the theatrics um, a bit, even if they, they had it, their downside at times. Hey, he was, he did, he was passionate, which you love to see that. Um, right. Did get a bit hot headed at times. <laughs> which mm-hmm. out of that. He did score a winning goal at a heady derby, so I can't. I I will always be happy. For that. He's 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 permanently in the Madison Hall of Fame for you. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Kelly? I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with my. No one has taken this answer, um, and it's it's gonna be a rather unorthodox one. And I'm gonna say Roger Smith, uh, because I think we did not see a fraction of what that guy has to offer. And I would love to have kept him around longer because I think he is just getting started. Yeah, it would it would have been very it, it'll be and it'll be I, I imagine we will be able to see at some point what he's up to. But but to, to see him develop, I think would have been really fun. He 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 came into that role as a sort of a super sub in the middle of yep. that. They put him in about the seventy fifth, and then all of a sudden he'd be scoring. Um, yep. you're right. We didn't see enough of him, and and I, I loved what I saw there. Um, I think for me, um, one that I'll miss is Jeremiah Strang just because of his touch and his finishing ability. Um, but you never, you knew, you always knew that that was a one year loan. Um, but the the one that I was really hoping to see back that we didn't get back is Mike Maldonado. I think just just watching. I love guys that can do that. I love Giro for the same reason that you can just maraud up and down the side. You know, on for, in his case on the left hand side. Um, it was just fun when you when he get a ball at his feet and and start to lean forward and you've got a little bit of space in front of him like you know the next five seconds are going to be really exciting <laughs> and I just I just love to see that in a player. Um, so mm-hmm. so we've kind of gone through the roster a little bit. Um, let's talk let's talk a, a bit more about about the game games and the the the, the experience of, of those of the home games. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to turn to you, Kelly, uh, as yeah. block president. Um, and anything new and interesting and fun planned uh, for the 2023 season? Let's talk game day first, then we'll talk about other stuff. I mean, besides just bring the noise and yeah. really try and capture all of the energy that we can, uh, we definitely want to pack the stadium, pack the flock, and, um, and we welcome anybody to, to become a part of the magic in whatever way um, that is. I know they're looking at doing some different things with the display, the scoreboard and that um, in the stadium. So still trying to figure out if we're going to be able to maybe get some of our champs up there. Oh, that'd be cool. 
visually for the whole stadium to see or, you know, doing some more things with that um, to kind of bring the flock end around the entire stadium. That's one of the things that, that came up when we were talking um, with, on the New Dogma uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago is that trying to get the folks down in the covered corners involved in the grant and even in the even in the 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 fancy seats in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. to get them singing and chanting a little more and engaged. But I think the video board could go a long way for that. Yeah, if that works out, I think that's going to be fantastic. So, um, and then what about? Uh, what about off the pitch, uh, uh, away from game day? Uh, yeah, obviously, the flock and the flock soccer foundation doing a lot with the community. Uh, anything, um, anything you know that's happening that folks can get involved with that we can talk about right now? I know that we are amping up um, all of our projects, getting ready to start um, again with the flock food project garden. So we'll be putting stuff out on social. I think we get started right around Earth Day. That's a little bit. Um, off in advance um we might have a presence at a saint patrick's day parade in madison that idea just came out today and then uh, we've had a lot of call for a lot of a lot more social events um just outside the stadium people hanging out having a good time socializing um i know featherstone flamingos have organized an event coming up real soon so Kyle since that's your uh your specialty I was gonna say that I'll let you talk about that yeah well with the Featherstone event it's just gonna be kind of a kickback just to hang out um some of the players are gonna be there some of the staff hopefully can swing by um just a chance to kind of get to know everyone have a chance to just I mean for a lot of us we haven't seen each other since the end of the season so it's gonna be kind of a nice way to do that and then we're also going to be having raffle and silent auction on a variety of prizes range from a gift card from total wine to concert tickets to an mls match day soccer ball bags of coffee from just coffee so it'll be pretty good just have a chance to get to know everyone uh april chris and i will be there so for those that want to learn more about so we'll have a chance to do that while also putting up uh facts and you know prominent black uh, members in history as well so I'll be this Saturday um, at the Forward Club from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. 6 to 9 Saturday, Forward Club. Featherstone Flamingo's Black History Month kickback. I was going to say, I even got one of the soccer balls right here. It's, it's kind of nice. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. It's apparently $165. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh Thank you, Stephens. I, I mean, I do have to say, I mean, um, the the MLS balls are very nice. Um, we have one that we use at my school that we play with every day. And I've noticed, you know, just from using it myself, I'm like, when I, you know, kind of get by, they just, they, they feel good. You know, they're, they're great balls. I mean, um, Adidas knows what they're doing when it comes to making a soccer ball. Yeah. They they make really good soccer balls. So, um, yeah, go out there and bid on that and, there's let's, a lot of kind of like and... I want to win it for myself. I, there's going to be cases of beer as well. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like uh, <laughs> if Kyle wins it, we know it was, it was rigged. It, it, the fix is in. We'll <laughs> <laughs> not be doing anything. Speaking of speaking of uh, game day experience, uh, we know we have our our friends Leonella Bessie and uh, Rosie Cobell. Uh, our friends at Milwaukee Pro Soccer or whoever runs that Twitter account. I don't know if Evan runs that one as well as. 
Madisons or not, but most certainly. Um, they're asking what? Yeah. Most certainly. Most yeah. Certainly. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this question is a foreshadowing. Maybe maybe this is a, a Milwaukee Pro Soccer Twitter asks us if you could name the next FMFC cow. Does that mean there's going to be another cow? Well, we'll find out. Um, what would you name it? I put a few in the in the notes, but I want to. Uh, any, any 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 great ideas for for name? I did put one in. Uh, Fiaco Tamburi. Tamburi. You got Tamburi. <laughs> I love it. Very nice. Yeah, I I do quite like Alex Mugen. She scored a very nice goal in the She Believes Cup just before she we did. started recording. Yeah, she did. Right at the, at the end of the first Alex, half. Alex so, are you, so, Kelly, you're saying it would be Alex Morgan? Alex, yes. Alex okay. Morgan. You got, you got Morgan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, uh, Mallory Pugh is no longer Mallory Pugh. She's Mallory Swanson now. But uh, I think Mallory Moo is yeah. the king of fruit. Uh, 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 Killian Moo Bape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne, Wayne Mooney, obviously, is very uh-huh. easy. Name Moo. We, we, you know, we, we have Leonel Bessie, so we need some other PSG teammates. The name Moo. Derry Cahill is a very good one, I will say. Derry Cahill, going, going for you'd have you kind of have to be a, a EPL fan to know Gary Cahill is probably. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe my my favorite of mine that I came up with is uh, Zinedine Bovine. I'm not sure it works, but I, when I say it out loud, but it, it sounded really clever. <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> it sounded great in my head. <laughs> yeah. Typing it, it's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> you got you to kind of say Bovine. Zinedine Bovine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tweet us your ideas, folks. If you have any ideas uh, for, for the next name of the next cow, tweet them at Talk and Flock. Um, looking ahead for the season, um, we, we obviously we got the friendly against um, <clears throat> DePaul University that we're, that I'm going to go to. Are you guys going? Yeah. Yep. So it's, yep. it's over ticket holders uh, and and media apparently. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, and then we get underway at uh, Omaha on the uh, 26th, and then at Lexington on April 8th, and then we open our season versus Greenville on the 15th, and then we're off and running. Um, what games, if any? Do you all have, I mean, we're, we're all, as we mentioned, we're all kind of obsessed. We're all going to be there. We're all going to be watching every game. But are there any in particular that you have kind of circled down your calendar as this is a really important one? Like, I'm really excited for this one. Well, we just put tickets on sale today for our bus trip to Omaha for the 26th. Fantastic. So that's uh, kind of my obsession lately is uh, making those arrangements. I, I love that we're beginning and ending the season against you know Omaha. Yeah, I think I noticed that. I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, that, that that's that's kind of there's a lot of times you know in EPL or or in the Scottish Premier League you see that happen where the team that you start your schedule with is the same one you end with. Um, kind of like how Celtic they they kind of begin every they end every season with uh, their big their big rival with a game of Rangers. And so um, yeah, I, I like that one. I think the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I'm really excited to go, you know, to, to, for the Lexington and, and Knox games. I think, you know, getting two teams that, you know, um, are more, a little bit closer to us regionally 
um, <laughs> is, is a good is a is a good thing. Um, but I think I'm excited to see like because you've got two you know communities that are pretty excited about bringing new teams, and there's always yeah. with a new team, there's always kind of that uh, that that new car smell. And, you know, and, uh, people are, are excited about it. And so I think those, those will be fun games. Um, but I think also too, is what you alluded to earlier, Rob, they put together some pretty good rosters. And so I'm interested to see, you know, those teams and how they, they kind of have developed, but, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those games. I obviously have the Henny Derby. Uh, all those are going to be. I, was, I had to leave that for you. I didn't want to yeah, touch it. I mean, fair. you know, it's so, you know. But that one, uh, the one particularly on June 17th. So it's going to be on Juneteenth weekend. So that yeah. one I'm looking forward to. It's going to, that's going to probably be the one that most of the people out throughout the country are going to come over to attend. So I already got my we, tickets booked. We, we may, we may be able to have some fun. I'm, I, you know, just a bit. Um, just a bit. It's, it's something that we struggle with at times is finding fun, um, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best, you know, to have fun that weekend. So, right. yeah, I, I think for me, that's going to be a one. And I think the matchups against Tormenta are going to be interesting because I feel like four maps and Tormenta have always had close matches uh, the past yeah. couple season that they're the defending champions. You're going to want to kind of bring your A game against them obviously yep. with Cassini being on Tormenta you know there's going to be that added layer to that so I think those are going to be interesting matches to watch as well Agreed. what about you Andrew any any stand out for you I mean I I always look f- forward to the home opener the most out of any match throughout the entire season it's just like everybody's kind of back together and we've you know we're kicking off the rust and rediscovering friendships that, you know, have kind of been for some put on pause just for a few months. Cause everybody's busy, you know, throughout the winter, you, there are, you know, holidays and people were like, it's a busy time for a lot of people at work. So I think just be having everybody get back together is usually the game that I look forward to the most every season. Um, but yeah, also really trying to look for a good excuse to go to that Richmond away game. Uh, <laughs> it's a great place to watch a match for one. Um, and to like, just be, it, it's again, like being able to see soccer friends that you don't get to see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I think uh, I'm going to try to go to the Lexington game on April 8th, just because um, I remember so fondly, I'm sure we all do the, the snow opener in 2019, the first ever home game every Stevens field is just that it's just a, an indelible memory forever to your first mm-hmm. home professional football match. And to be part of that for Lexington, you know, that to be, that's going to be their first home match and it's going to be, you know, we get to go do that and, and uh, hand them their first home loss probably. Um, but, uh, and, and I don't know if it, it, only week after everybody's going to Omaha, I don't know if there'll be a cadre of people. I think um, Flamingo Dave Magnus is going, are you going Grant? To Lexington? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm trying, right. <laughs> trying to find. So, so we, may, we may have a little contingent. Um, that, that'll be fun. Um, but I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm excited just to have Lexington in the league and, and to be part of that really special day for them would be, I think, really cool. Um, we're going to do a little quick segment here called Hindsight from the Future. So we're going to pretend right. for a moment <laughs> that it is October 14th. It's uh, 9.30 p.m. on October 14th. 
Madison just defeated Omaha, Union Omaha to secure third place in the league. We'll host the playoff game next weekend for the first time ever. How did we do it? What made the difference to get us uh, to get us to third place in mid October? They had a very free flowing attack that actually could score goals. I, I think that's kind of been the biggest struggle for Madison, why they haven't been able to get the level. That's the keyword there. Yeah. I mean, the defense, like Madison's been pretty solid defensively the last couple of seasons. I mean, there was, I think it was 2020. They had the second or third best defense in terms Mm -hmm. of goals allowed. And, you know, even in 2019. So every year they've always had a defense that can keep them in matches. And even last year for the majority of the season, they only allowed one, two goals, maybe zero, but Mm -hmm they have been able to get the goals. So I think the biggest thing is going to be, you know, Kristen Chaney gets that 15 goals. Nazine Barbie gets around 10. You have all these young attackers chipping in with someone between five to 10 goals. Yep. I will, I will chip in here. I think Kyle is right on. I also really hope that we figure out set pieces this year. Uh, <laughs> if we have the average height go up by about two and a half inches. Yeah. Probably did a lot of good there. I think, Honestly, that is one of the major detractors of the past four seasons is we have been just dire at set piece, like set piece execution in general, both on both sides of the pitch. Yep. If we get to host a playoff game this year, I think that is going to play a huge part in it. Thank you, Byron. I agree. And I also think the team from the beginning, coaching staff, players, everyone, is all united and really works to, to be a team on, on the pitch that they've managed to connect like we didn't see happen last year. And all of these players show off what they were brought here for. Uh-huh. To, yeah, I'm I gonna, think yeah, I'm gonna, no, sorry, go ahead. I think that's where I was going to go to um, is if this happens at the end, of the year, I think it's going to be because we've got a team that uh, we put together, a team that but that buys into each other and is buy and has bought into mm-hmm. what Matt and the the staff is trying to do here. Um, I think w- what we've seen over the course of the last you know handful of seasons is that the USL season can be a slog. Um, it gets you know it gets to points in the year where it's it's really hard you're in the dog days of summer and um numerous times we've seen where um we've been there um uh, whether you can go back to the 2020 season i mean we were in third i think we were in fourth third place um with a bunch of home games coming and we went through a stretch towards the end where we just we weren't great and a lot of that comes from not having a cohesive gelled unit and because it's during those times where because you bought into each other and because you know that, um, you know, your, your brothers in the locker room are fighting for, for, for you and for each other, um, you're going to continue to give and you're going to continue to push and, you know, do the things that are really hard to do when things are not great. And th- I think that's what's going to get you through to the end of the year, and, you know, and, uh, um, is to create that team that I think that we've, we've been wanting to have here. And so that for me, I think is what's the big piece is I want to, I want to cohesive you because we've had talented units. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of, you know, what, what can happen when we have a unit that is really bought, bought in 
to not only what the team's trying to do, but bought into each other. Yeah, I, 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 I have to yes and that and, and say like if, if we are saying this, if we're hosting a playoff game in the middle of October, we're going to look back and we're going to say Matt put together a lineup of uh, that it was balanced in that they had a lot of experience, but not a lot of ego. Right. That, that you yeah. had guys that, that they did, they're intentionally bringing in guys that aren't on their first contract with the one exception. Um, but, uh, but, but, but are able to be team guys, team first guys and have that mm-hmm. sort of that yep. humility. Okay. Let's get the flip side of the, of the hindsight from the future. October 14th, Madison just lost to Omaha, finished in ninth place again, missed the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. What went wrong? Other than besides the, the one thing that really did us in was those two Jake Keegan hat tricks against us. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, what what, uh, what went wrong to, to, to make us miss the playoffs yet again? Our front line can't put it in the net and we have not managed to figure out that. Yeah. We I mean, I think it's by one point. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, continuing the, the trend of what we've been doing the last few years, um, not scoring and giving up late goals. So, um, we, lo- we lose by one in the 89th minute. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say there are multiple referee decisions where games maybe went into 11 minutes of stoppage time when no soul is yeah. supposed to be. That's going to happen. I mean, we're going to have to deal with the refs. I mean, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to be positive on it, you know, <laughs> besides the usual suspects. Oh, Jervis. Oh, Jervis. I, so, I will say there were, because of only having 20 to 21 players, there's a couple injuries that really does hurt the team, especially in the midfield. That's that's actually would yeah I I think that's a good yeah I think if if we can't stay healthy I think we're going to be in trouble too so I mean that's that's, we're pretty light on midfield right now yeah like that's not going to be the most players at any position I mean I think that that and that was part of the issue last year too I mean is that wheels wheels got you know he. Wheels got hurt in the, the the U.S. Open matchup against Minnesota United um, on a what well, should have been a red card, um, but wasn't. There was nothing called. I mean, and he never. You know, I, I don't. I think that he never really kind of came back from that knock. Um, Kyle mentioned it earlier uh, with Nazim. Nazim was kind of fighting something off all all season long. Um, you know, Mitch. Mitch was kind of he was you know, carrying something kind of here and there throughout the season. So I think that that's probably, you know, if these guys can't stay healthy and when they, if they're just continually trying to, to you know, get, get back into form and to, to health, that's going to really affect the success of the club as well. So it'd be good to see like what these guys can do as a, you know, fully operational unit, so to speak. So. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for good health. Um, let's let's finish strong here. This and thanks again, everybody, for being here. This is we're past the hour mark, so and it, it, it flew by. So I appreciate it, and, and thanks for listening along, uh, everybody on your AirPods, etc. Uh, but we're gonna finish with a couple of predictions. We're just gonna go. Don't overthink it. We're just gonna go around. Um, where does Madison finish in the table? Fourth. 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 Grant? 
I was going to say second or third, but or third. I hope right. first. Yeah, but they're going to win it. <laughs> I I hope better. I'm afraid to say anything more than fourth. Yeah, I'll throw it down. They're going to win it. So I think that this club, that's what that's 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 what they want. I think they want to go out. This it just feels to me like they want to go out and just establish who we are and just show that like that yeah we're we're one of the best clubs in both from front to back inside and out from the front office to the fans this is who we are and i think that they want to have a season like that so i think that it's just got a feeling of a great season so they're gonna win it so all right i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say we finish second on the table and uh and at least win our first ever playoff game uh, who should, should we just ask for unanimous consent that we say that we predict Christian Cheney is going to be the leading scorer on the team? Does anybody think anybody else is going to score more than Christian Cheney does? Right. Okay, no, no, no pressure. Not Christian. at this point. But Not at this point. Right. No. <laughs> um, on this roster, who makes the USL League One best eleven or all league team or team of the team of the year? Uh, who do you think? I'm going to say Mitch and Stephen Payne. Defenders. I, I think with how USL League One favors stats, Stephen Payne, if he can chip in with a few goals, get a lot of assists, kind of putting in some good crosses to Christian Cheney or Bartman, yep. I think he'll get it. And then I think Mitch is just going to – Yeah, you could argue he could have made it last year. Yeah, so, no, no doubt. And he's, and he's even more hungry this year. So, um, I think Mitch is a great call. I think, I think someone that again I just mentioned that the hunger factor. I think Wheels has got a healthy Wheels, and being able to really kind of yeah. be in, be in that six and kind of just do what he can do. And I think and he's really hungry as well. Um, really wanted to come back. I mean, just talking with him, you know, briefly. He's really excited to be back here. Um, I think he's one, but yeah, I think Kristen Cheney is one too. That uh, if he's if he puts in fifty, if you put in fifteen goals, you got. I mean, I, I, would, you're I, would, running. Yeah. I would I would expect you're going to be in the running for being on the team of the year. So I would yeah. hope so. So I I think a lot of these guys, if they deliver what they're capable of delivering, I think any of the guys could make that. Um, but I agree with everyone that's specifically been mentioned. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say somebody uh, that Andrew talked about, Francis Geno Baptiste. I think he's gonna have a breakout season, uh, and and he may end up near the top there. Uh, one number we scored. Madison scored 32 goals in 2022. How many goals are we scoring this year? 47. Okay. Uh, I'll go with 52. 52. Okay. <laughs> I'll say 48. 48. Did you just one dollar me? Yeah. <laughs> he did. I was just looking at last year. I was like, okay, who are some of the highest scores? And Richmond scored the most goals with 54. Yep. Okay. So I, I think 48. What do you think, Andrew? Pick a number. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go 45. I think this might be like a low scoring season. For a lot of teams, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 168. 
Nice. All right. Our goal differential is still going to be negative 11 somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's not going to be that awful, awful. It's not like there's going to be, you know, North Carolina for the majority of like the second half of the season, two soft for most of the season. There's not going to be that. Right. Oh, you can score like even Charlotte, where you can score three or four on them. No problem. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We might have a couple. I would love to see a couple of big games like that. Like a couple of games where you just win comfortably. And you're not yeah. doing your trainers off at the end. Just save us that anxiety. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, this has been Talking Flock preseason roundtable. We'll be back um, early, uh, the, the Tuesday or Wednesday or so after that friendly. And then we'll be jumping in uh, at the end of the season. Kyle, Grant, Kelly, Andrew, thank you all so much for being here tonight. Uh, we'll Thanks be here you all throughout thank the you. course of the season. Uh, Talking Flock is a production of the Soda Soccer Network. Uh, Jeremy Rushing is the producer, and I'm your host, Rob Chapel. Have a great week.